I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking about breaking the rules of business. And the rules are in quotes because they aren't actually rules at all, but they might be things that you have taken on as rules in your mind. And I know for sure I have taken on some of these fake rules in my mind. And today I just really want to free you from anything that feels restrictive, tight, heavy, anything that you're trying to follow in your business that is just not you. And if you were to just set it down and let it go, you would feel so much relief. You would feel so much better. That is what we are talking about today. Really diving deep into all of the things that we need to just let go of or can let go of. Hey, if you like some of these rules and you want to keep them for yourself, go ahead. You totally can. If you like them, amazing. If you don't like them, we can set them aside. We can be done with them. So first, let's talk about the rules and where this even comes from. So I think first of all, that a lot of us, I know a lot of you and me as well, are people who maybe were a students, maybe are people pleasers, maybe like to be teacher's pet, maybe are very resistant to failure. Essentially, a lot of you are people who struggle with perfectionism and thinking that things have to be just right. And maybe you're not so resilient when it comes to failure. So a lot of this stuff around the rules of business comes from perfectionism. The reason that we're susceptible to this whole idea of the rules of business is because we are literally looking for the right way to do it. You are looking for the way to guarantee that you're not going to fail or guarantee that the thing that you're going to try is going to work. A lot of times with my clients, they'll come to me and be very stuck and very confused. And when we dig into what's going on, they really just have a series of decisions to make. That's all that it is. I had a client who came to me the other day. She has a lunch coming up and she was like, very overwhelmed and very confused and stuck about all the things with her launch. And when she listed out all the things, I was like, yep, these are actually just decisions that you need to make. And they felt so hard to her because she was trying to figure out the way to do it, like the the decision that she could make that would guarantee that it was going to work. And I think that this is a really tough pill to swallow for a lot of us, that it is impossible 
for us to find the way to do it that is going to guarantee that it works exactly how we want it to. That's just not how business works. Business is so experimental and building your own business is so much more of like messy, trying things out and seeing what you like and seeing what works and seeing what people respond to and being willing to just keep testing over and over and over. It's so much more that than give me the one, two, three steps to make it happen and make it work. And of course, people like me, business coaches, whose literal job it is to help people grow their businesses, we definitely are incentivized to figure out like what are the one, two, three magical steps that we can teach people? Are there any? What does that look like? How can we teach things to people so that they are going to grow faster, so that they are going to get results? Because you don't just want to like bring people in and be like, all right, now you're in a room with me where you're just going to like try a bunch of stuff and fail and I'll just watch you. That is not really super helpful. And as a business coach, for sure, for me, I want to give more than that to my clients. But I think that sometimes as business coaches, we tend to oversimplify or maybe present things as if it is possible to not fail or if you are failing, you are doing something wrong. You're not doing it right. And I want to just encourage all of you to start shaking loose from this mentality. I was in a mastermind for a very long time. And within this mastermind, my experience was very much that if I didn't hit a goal, I was doing something wrong. And it was very much a focus on like, there is something wrong with me or like my thinking. And it felt very heavy. It felt very hard and sad and discouraging and defeating to look at goal failure, you know, pursuing a goal, having a goal for a launch, not hitting it. And the only answer is that there's something wrong with my thoughts. Like to me, this became maddening and not useful and not helpful. So I think in our desire for perfectionism, in our desire to try to avoid failure, we can get into this place where we are latching on to what might be the right way or the rules to follow and really depending on those and external authority more than depending on ourselves. So what kind of rules are we talking about? I think that we probably all have some rules and actually the last round of Simple Scaling Mastermind, when we had our live event in April 2022 in Savannah, it was very much about breaking the rules. It was very much about sniffing out all of the rules that people were following that were not their actual truth and were holding them back. So 
I'm going to give you a couple ideas of what these rules could potentially look like. These are rules that I have noticed in coaching communities that I have been a part of, business coaching communities. And some of them are relevant to just coaching businesses. Some are relevant beyond coaching businesses. But I think as you're hearing them, it's going to trigger things in your mind that you're going to realize, oh my gosh, I have made that a rule. I have made that the right way even though that's maybe not my way. Examples. You have to earn the right to run paid ads, like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that kind of thing. I have noticed this like undercurrent with my clients that I was just coaching someone the other day and mom is a CEO. She has made $100,000 just organic marketing in her business. And we were just talking about her fast stream and how she could grow her audience. And she was resistant to paid ads. I was like, hey, I think it might be time for you to get into ads. What do you think about that? And she was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I have to wait for that. And it wasn't that she wasn't interested. It was that she wasn't even letting herself consider it. She wasn't even letting her mind go there and see that as an option. Another example, you have to start with one-on-one. So I think for most businesses, if you're doing a service-based business, starting with one-on-one is so great for so many reasons. I think it is going to allow you to build up your expertise, your confidence, your skill set. I think it's going to allow you to discover and define your process and the things that really differentiate you in the market. I think it's going to allow you to earn more money if you have a small audience because you get more money per yes. So I think for all of those reasons... One-on-one is an amazing place for many of you to start at the very beginning of your business. But if one of you came to me and you had an audience of like 50,000 people, I would definitely not tell you to start with one-on-one because I actually don't think if you have an audience of 50,000 people already or more, I don't think that starting with one-on-one is the best way to monetize that following. I think that there are so many better things like a membership, for instance, or potentially a course that could be better if you have a large audience. So I want you to start to like crack open some of these things that maybe this is like some wisdom and a best practice under many circumstances, but maybe it's not necessarily always true, or maybe it's not true for you. What I'll also say about one-on-one is sometimes I have clients who maybe their audience is not 50,000, but they just are really drawn to the other thing. And here's what I've noticed. When you are just really drawn to an offer that's different than one-on-one, that's just like the thing that you're like, that's what I want to do. You potentially can really struggle to sell one-on-one. Now, I was kind of like this at the beginning of my business. I always wanted to have Mama to CEO. I always wanted to have a program like that where 
as many people as possible could work with me. I could have a community where I could chat with them, be active, getting to know them, where other people could see everyone else's coaching, like everyone in the community could see their coaching and learn from each other. And I really wanted a program that you could just buy once and have forever. Because I think for moms in particular, when we're building a business, things come up in our life. And if I had a program that was like three months or six months, it puts so much pressure on your life circumstances to be ideal during that time frame. And what I love about the way that Mama to CEO is structured is that it allows you to have a life. It allows you to take some time off from your business and go handle a personal situation. So I knew that I always wanted to have Mama to CEO, but I could see the wisdom in starting with one-on-one. And it definitely did not stop me from selling one-on-one. I was all in with selling one-on-one. But sometimes I see with my clients that that's just not where you are mentally. And what's kind of amazing is with a lot of these clients, what I've seen is that they just get out there and grow the audience and make it work for the offer that they've chosen. This is not a rule that you have to start with one-on-one. Yeah, it's a best practice for a lot of people, but you can be successful even if you break that so-called rule. I think there's also some rules around not changing your offer, needing to do discovery calls, how many clients is like a fully booked practice, needing to be professional or like curating the way that you show up online. These are a lot of rules that I have also seen out there. And what I notice is kind of like a general theme with these rules is that there's a lot of like hierarchy and having to like earn the next level. Like there's levels and a hierarchy. And business is not a video game. You're not like achieving different levels, winning different levels, beating different levels. I don't know. (laughs) Clearly, I do not play that many video games. Animal Crossing does not have levels. So there's kind of this undercurrent of a hierarchy and levels. And I think that this keeps a lot of you very small. I think that this keeps a lot of you not dreaming bigger. I think that it keeps you thinking that you can't earn more than somebody who's further along than you or your coach or your friend. Or I think that there's just like all of these different things that are really keeping you stifled around this idea of a hierarchy coming from these rules or what your brain might latch on to as rules. So I want you to be aware of that as well. I actually had... I think at least three of my one-on-one clients back when I was doing one-on-one, at least three of them hit 100K before I hit 100K in my business. And I have a former client who made $5 million last year, lots more than me. I love having clients who out-earn me. So there is not a hierarchy 
You do not have to keep yourself small. You do not have to earn the next level. That is not how this works. You can grow as big and as fast as you want to. (laughs) So when we break the rules, when we let go of the rules, what is left? How do we know what to do? If somebody's not telling us, if we're not following someone else's thoughts as our own personal rules, what is left is self-authority. This is you being the ultimate authority of what is right and wrong in your business. You being the only authority in your business. And what happens when you're following the rules is that you are trying to be the CEO of your business, but you're not the CEO of your brain and of your philosophy for business and your business growth plan and all of those things. So what it really opens you up to is that somebody else is the CEO of your business because you're not the ultimate decider. You're not the ultimate decision maker. And I think a lot of us don't really recognize that. We don't really notice that we've kind of delegated being the CEO to someone else when we hold fast and tight to their rules and really like use those rules as like the only way that we can do it. Now, a lot of these guidelines, like I said, the things that we think of as rules, they can be very helpful. So I don't want to say like, throw away everything. But if these aren't feeling like you, yes, let's throw them away. Let's break them. So you want to get really good at listening to yourself. And the fear versus intuition episode of the podcast is really good for helping you to understand how to listen to yourself and how to really Like fine-tune that ability to find your answer. And this is also something that I work on with all of my clients, but it's something we work on very heavily in Simple Scaling Mastermind because in there, my clients are really blossoming into a true CEO, a true business owner who is casting the vision, who is making big decisions, who is playing big in their business, who is really like leading the charge into the next era and like iteration of the business. It is the place where you are spreading your wings. You are allowing yourself to go all in with this kind of self-authority and self-trust. So it is a thing that we coach on a lot. It's a thing I teach on in there. Like it is a skill set that we work on very much in that mastermind to help you really develop your leadership in your business. So self-authority, this is the alternative to the rules. This is your own internal compass of right and wrong and the next right step in your business. And here's what this requires. Here's what self-authority and breaking the rules requires of you. It requires you to trust yourself. To trust yourself with the decision, trusting yourself to make the best decision that you can 
at that time with the information you have and trust in yourself to handle whatever happens on the other side, to handle whatever the result is. You trust yourself to make the decision and deal with whatever comes after. When you have that kind of trust in yourself, you are going to have a next level of confidence and the way that you show up in your business and the pace of your business, not from a hustly perspective, but I think you can all relate to like being stuck in indecision, stuck kind of torn between multiple options. You avoid that when you have this level of self-trust, you become a very quick decision maker. Doesn't necessarily mean that you are working all the time or implementing things immediately. It means that you are making decisions quickly. I make decisions extremely quickly in my life and in my business because I trust myself with the decisions and I trust myself with the after effects of the decisions. I know whatever happens, I will learn, I will make it right, I will figure it out. I don't have fear about what ifs because I know even if it doesn't go the way I want it to, I'm going to figure that out. And it often doesn't go the way I want it to because that's life and that's business. Think about every like well-known business owner you look up to. So many of them have stories of failure, public failure in their past. Look at successful people that maybe you don't even look up to that much, but they make a lot of money. They also have public failures as part of their story. Failure is part of the process. Failure is not something to avoid. It's something to learn from because it's going to be part of your journey. All right. Those are my thoughts about breaking the rules of business. And this is part of a series of like themed, lightly themed episodes leading up to the launch for the next round of Simple Scaling Mastermind. So I have changed a lot about Simple Scaling Mastermind. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, I left a longtime mentor and mastermind that I was a part of, and it really shifted things for me quite profoundly to make that decision and the realizations that I've had afterwards. I really noticed the ways that I was playing into this hierarchy, the ways that I was following rules that didn't resonate with me, that weren't true to me, that were keeping me small, that were actually leading me to not even enjoy my business that much anymore. Like I was getting so excited about how little I worked instead of loving the work that I did. And that is not the kind of business that I want to have. I'm willing to work a little more and love what I do. So I have put together a series of podcast episodes that are really around the philosophy of Simple Scaling Mastermind and what that looks like now. This mastermind has become 
a lot more free form. It has gotten very personalized, very heavy on personal coaching and strategy that you receive from me. Most of the teaching that I do at our live event, I do it through coaching. So many, many things have shifted in the mastermind and there's still our core philosophy, which is really around helping you to build the business that you really want to have, whatever that is, instead of building the business you think you should have. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode. But I wanted to give you a preview of what's coming, give you the context of this episode, and start getting you excited about the launch. So the next round of Simple Scaling Mastermind is going to be open for you to enroll August 15th through 17th. And we are going to be having our live event in October in Jackson Hole, Wyoming at the Four Seasons. It is going to be like fall, October magic. And it is going to be some transformational life and business coaching in that room. Everyone at this past event that I did in April talked about the feeling in the room and how different it was from anything else that they had ever experienced. That they felt supported, that they felt loved, seen, heard, validated. Everyone had time for coaching. Actually, I brought each client up onto the stage on the last day for one-on-one coaching with me. And yes, we had an audience. And I actually loved that because, a couple reasons, I wanted all of my clients to have the experience of just generally being on stage with lights and a microphone and like being seen in that way. I think a lot of times like that is extremely scary. And so I wanted to give a safe space for my clients to have that experience, potentially for the first time for some of them, in a place where they're totally loved and accepted. And I just knew like that is going to be a transformation in and of itself, separate from the coaching that they're getting. I also wanted my clients to have experience being on a stage with me and we were sitting in chairs and we were sitting in chairs like together, like a talk show and the chairs were on the same level. And that was really important for me too, for my clients to see that, yeah, I'm here to support you. I'm here to coach you. I'm going to find all the bullshit in your brain. I'm going to help you clear that out. I'm going to help you go after your biggest vision for yourself. I'm going to help you come up with really fun and exciting strategies that you love. Yes, we're going to do all of those things together, but we're equals. We're peers. We're on the same level. And just the like physicality of that was so important to me and I hope so transformational to my clients. And I think it was actually because I think that for me at least, it was the most comfortable I had ever felt in that room. And I love all my clients, of course, but it can be really intimidating to be up on stage even if it's an audience of people you love 
And I kind of felt like I had to perform in the past. And this event that we did in April, I felt like I could just be there and be myself. And it was so energizing. And I felt supported and loved. Like everyone in the room felt supported and loved. And I felt supported and loved. And I think we all just felt a new level of being comfortable with ourselves and in our businesses. So I am so excited for our next round, our next event. These are transformational. We had so many clients come out of that room, making money so fast, having their biggest months so fast, and so many transformations in that room, so many shifts, so many visions being born. So many clients feeling like they were like freed from the box that they felt they were constrained to. So that's what that room is like. That is the experience that happens there. So I want you to start thinking about it, particularly if you're somebody who has already established that you can sell some stuff in your business, whatever it is that you offer. I would say if you have made at least 30,000, for sure consider it. If you have made over 75,000, you need to get in the room. This is where you belong. This is the space to craft your vision, to craft your plan to get there, to be supported and loved as you design the business that you really want and also have my coaching and mentorship along the way. So keep an eye out for all the details about the mastermind and stay tuned over the next few weeks for more of these mastermind themed episodes. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business and I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. Thank you.